0: Welcome to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist, a podcast dedicated to empowering you to take control of your life, learning valuable strategies for healing and looking at mental health through a trauma-informed lens. Get ready to feel empowered and confident in managing your symptoms. And now, here is your host, licensed clinical social worker, EMDR therapist and certified clinical trauma professional Jamie Vollmer.
1: Welcome to Good Enough. I am your host Jamie Vollmer. Today we are going to be talking about parenting again. A topic, obviously, that means a lot to a lot of us out here in the world. And I had a session with a client yesterday, and it really kind of hit home for me. She was. She has a teenage daughter who has struggled most of her life with anxiety and the mom struggles with anxiety. The mom has her own trauma. You know, she lost her parent when she was very young. She you know, has a history of abusive relationships. So, you know, she's on high alert all the time. And One of the things that we talked about, which I think is really important for people to hear, because we see a lot of people that come to therapy with their kid right and they'll say like fix my kid and what i was saying last week or what i was trying to explain to you guys last week is the reason i switched to working with parents of those kids is it's just so much more effective right if you change the environment that that kid is in the, the kid will change it's like my husband once gave me this analogy of like if you take a plant and it's not thriving and you plant it somewhere else and it thrives right like it's because the environment that it's in is amazing, right? So you wouldn't want to put that plant back in the old soil that wasn't great. But that's really what our home is, right? Like our parenting is the soil that is that is nourishing or not nourishing our children. And for people who had, you know, trauma in childhood, like, and that can be, you know, loss of a parent, a divorce, like, Again, trauma doesn't have to be this big T trauma stuff, guys. It's just having parents who constantly tell you you should be seen and not heard and your feelings and you still matter. Or, you know, every time you make a mistake, they, you know, explode at you. I see that a lot with the parents that I, that I work with of kids throughout the years. And, you know, with this mom, I was saying to her, because I've known her a very, very long time, and I was like, you know, you're a great mom. She does everything for her kiddo, all of her money goes <laughs> to her kid. Uh, she has brought her kid to every specialist under the sun to try and help her. She is a good mom. But she does not feel like a good mom. And part of that is because she knows that part of the reason her kid struggles is because she has a really hard time regulating her own emotions, right? So we were talking about that and how it's it's triggering. When, when you grew up in a household where there's a lot of screaming or You're constantly criticized. I remember like just being a new parent and I've been in a lot of therapy. And so it was easier for me than most people when people gave me commentary about my parenting to kind of just not listen to that and put it on the back burner because I know that I'm a good parent and, you know, I'm a therapist and I did all my research (laughs) and I, I had confidence in what I was doing, right? a lot of people don't have that confidence. Like especially if you were, you know, think of it if you're a teenage mom, right? And you have, you know, no guidance. You already have a lot of shame attached to being a teenage mom. And then, you know, you're trying to be a good parent and keep your kid in line. But your kid, because again, trauma is intergenerational, guys. So if you have trauma and you have a traumatized brain, you can literally give birth to a child with a brain that is wired like yours. And that would be a traumatized brain. So your kid is more prone to anxiety and all of the struggles that you have, which for us as parents is very triggering. I I talk with so many of my clients about, you know, their fears and their worries about their kids and then not wanting their kids to experience what they've experienced. And it's really important to not overcompensate, right, and hover and try to make them Not experience bad things in the world. Like, what we're really trying to do as parents is not protect them and shelter them from everything because that doesn't prepare them for adulthood. That doesn't prepare them for life, right? What we're trying to do is give them the confidence and the skills so that when they encounter adversity, they can handle it and they're confident that they can handle it. That is our goal as parents. So, not to protect them from scraping every knee. It's not to, you know, protect them from the the people being mean or whatever. Like, they're going to experience things in life, guys. And we can't protect them from everything. And us hovering 24-7 just creates anxious kids. That's all it does. Just makes your kid fear everything in (laughs) the world. And I know that's not, you know, it's not the intention of these parents. They're really trying to protect their kid and shield them from the things that hurt them in their life. Uh, But it could actually cause a lot more. So... With this mom, we were talking about you know how when her teenage daughter, you know, says like hate you and you're the worst mom ever, and you know they they throw daggers, especially by the time they're teenagers. Like our kids know us, so they want to say that's really gonna tear at your heartstrings or you know, just ping you right there and, and bring up a lot of emotions, right? They they know this. They know what to say to trigger us when they're teenagers, right? So. How do you stay regulated, Right? Because that's the biggest problem is, is parents that when you have that teenager, that's like, I hate you because you set a boundary or grounded them for doing the wrong thing. And you get into that back and forth screening match with them. Well, you know, again, you are the model for your children. So when, and my kids are little, they're not teenagers, but like my five-year-old will say, I hate you because one day his friend couldn't come over. right, And so, had, we had to cancel the plans. It's not my choice. But, you know, he's five and transitions are rough. So he's very upset as far as he coming over. And I hate you, Mom. You're the worst mom ever. You don't let me do anything. I never get what I want. Uh, and instead of like being like, you're ungrateful or whatever, you're going back at him in a negative way. What, what I do with my kid is I just, you know, I'm really sorry that you feel that way. Like I'm really sorry for that. Like I don't understand that this is disappointing. I try to get to the emotion behind why they're acting. It's like, this is how we facilitate a relationship with our kids. When our kids are acting out, when they're saying things that are hurtful, underneath all that anger that they're spewing at you is probably hurt, right? So as the nurturing parent, it's our job to kind of figure out like, well, where is this coming from? And with my five-year-old the time, it was just disappointment that he couldn't see his friend and his day was gonna be ruined. And his little brain, like, you know, he was just he was just real man. And I just acknowledged that. I was like, you know, it's really disappointing that, you know, Parker couldn't come over to play today. I totally understand that you're frustrated. Is there anything that mom can do to support you today, to help you through that? And you know, sometimes he'll say no and sometimes he'll just you know, he'll give me a hug and he'll be immediately okay. That really depends on him, but if he's still angry, like I don't police my kids' emotions. You can't police your kids' emotions if he's angry because his friend won't come over. I'm like, yeah, you know, hey, you're angry. Why don't you go take some space and so you cool off? And when you decide that you know you're ready to go on with the day and you think of something else you want to do, you let me know. And I stop engaging if he's that angry because it's not going to be productive, and he's just going to keep yelling at me. And eventually, I'm going to get triggered, and then I'm going to start yelling back. So a lot of what we do with parents is is teaching them how to regulate themselves, teaching them how to reparent themselves so that they can be better parents to their kids. And I'm really passionate about this because I I was thinking a lot and we'll talk about this after the commercial cuz we're about to go on. Like, <laughs> but I was thinking a lot about my own childhood and, you know, my mom and my parents say all the time that my son is me. He is me to a T. He has sensory issues. He is anxious. He always needed to be held. He had all the issues that I have as a kid. But the difference is, is that at you know three, four years old, even you know, two years old, my kid coped much better than I did, and that's because the brain can heal, right? He might have been born with my anxious brain, but me as his mother teaching him that the world is safe and that he's okay and that he's supported, he doesn't react as negatively to situations. He calms down quicker. So we will get into that after the break. Thank you for listening to Good Enough with a Trauma Therapist. This is your host, Jamie Vomeler. If you live in the states of New York or Missouri, we'd love to work with you. New Yorkers, give us a call at Long Island EMDR at 631 631 503-1539 503-1539 or visit our website at liemdr.com and for those of you living in Missouri please call Brave Counseling and Psychiatry at 573-825-6441 visit brave-mo.com Welcome back to Good Enough Guys, I am your host Jamie Ommler from Long Island EMTR and I was saying before the break, um, I was going to tell you guys about a situation that that I experienced. Right, so my son is five, but he has a lot of difficulties that I had as a kid. But the difference between my how I reacted to situations and my son is like night and day. And my parents will say that to me all the time. Right, so why is that? Why is it that he is just as anxious as his mother and has all the same sensory issues, but at five years old is probably better regulated than I was at like even twelve 12s, 13, 14, 15, 16. Like he is really regulated for the most part. He does have his own. But it's because as his parent, right? Like I am the one that is providing the safe, nurturing, comforting environment where, you know, I have ADHD too. My son has ADHD. And instead of getting frustrated with him when he's frustrated with his homework, I, you know, empathize with him and go, I know this is frustrating, but I know you can do, it." you know, and so it doesn't feed into the belief that he's a failure or he can't do it or it's too hard. It is encouraging and it makes him feel like he matters and he's important. And I'm going to be there to support him because I'm showing that through my actions. You know, whereas, you know, me as a kid, my parents tried to help me with homework. It's not that they did not They were good parents. They were doing the best they could. My mom's issue is really what my client's issue is. She could not stay regulated. So I was anxious and dysregulated. and would get really frustrated like my son does. And that would trigger my mom and she would get really anxious and dysregulated. And it's really hard for kids to stay calm when the parent that they have is not calm, right? Like we have to model that. We have to model for them that like they are loved and they are accepted in this world. And the way that we do that is by staying in regulated bodies, right? How do you show someone unconditional love, unconditional positive regard? That literally means like, no matter what that person does, you are gonna show up for them. You are gonna be there. You are gonna support them. You are going to, you know, give them feedback. And that doesn't mean you don't get angry at them. Like there's plenty of times that, you know, I feel like a bad mom because I yell at my son. I'm also much better at like, you know, recognizing that and correcting it and doing an attachment repair. And sorry, mommy yelled. I'm just a little frustrated. Give me five minutes of your space. I say that to my kiddo all the time. To the point that now sometimes he'll say, like, I'm really frustrated. Can I have five minutes and take space? Which I'm like, yes, go do that. Go do that if you need to do that instead of yelling at me. Because that's, it's important. But because I model that for my children, because I model, like, mommy's feeling frustrated right now. I'm sorry I yelled. When they yell or they get upset, they also then apologize, right? And and this is what raising children who have self-confidence And self worth and feel good enough in the world and feel heard is all about. It's about these little tiny moments and staying regulated, which is really, guys. So I'm saying this as someone who's been in therapy since they're eight, who is a licensed clinical social worker and EMDR therapist. I have my own therapist, multiple. I have an EMDR therapist and my talk therapist because I'm still working through my stuff. like, And I think that's something that people have to remember, right? It's okay to admit that we struggle as parents. It's okay to admit that like, sometimes we do lose it and we yell at our kids. But we don't um, do things the way that we know that we should. Because there's a lot of shame involved in that. And I think that's part of the reason that people don't seek help. And when I was a kid, my mom brought me to so many doctors because she really wanted to help me. She didn't want me to be an anxious kiddo that felt this way all the time. It broke her heart. So she brought me to doctor after doctor after doctor. And I think what would have been really helpful for my mom is for someone to say to her, like, hey, you know, it seems like your your kid gets anxious and then you get anxious. And that doesn't help her. So how about we work on your anxiety so that you can help your kid with their anxiety, right? And that's a major factor that I think so many parents are missing when they bring their kids to therapy. They bring their kids to therapy thinking, oh, this kid has anxiety and the therapist will help them deal with it so they don't end up like me. No, the therapist will help them deal with it. So, and, and they'll probably be better off than you. That is true. I mean, I am better off than my mother was. And it is because she did bring me to therapist after therapist after therapist and got me all the support that that I needed to overcome my challenges. But it would have been a million times better if someone came in and supported my mother in supporting me. Because even though I'm a highly successful human, I'm a highly successful human that's only successful because I have to prove my worth to other people. And that's something that you know, I continually work on as, as a human as a mom as a business owner, like not judging myself or, or valuing my worth based on my productivity right and I think for a lot of us especially these workers uh, especially um, my generation that went through you know 9-11 as children and many of our families were impacted by that whether it was like losing someone in that tragedy or having parents come back with PTSD from what they witnessed and the people that they lost You know, I have my two best friends in the world. Their dad was there on 9-11, and it destroyed him. He had chronic PTSD after that. And that, you know, that trauma had a ripple effect through their family. And there's so many of us walking around on the island like that who had parents that we feel bad saying anything about because we know our parents love us. And they did the best they could, and they did everything in the world to give us better lives than them. But that doesn't mean, guys, that we still don't have stuff that we held on to or that our body recognizes that. That's that's really what it is. I think we all, or a lot of us know logically that we were loved and our parents did the best they could. But it doesn't change the fact that we still feel internally not good enough. It doesn't change the fact that we still feel like our feelings and needs don't matter. And when we feel that way, Right. And you have a kiddo or a husband or an employer or anyone who who triggers that. And kids can really trigger that. I mean, as a parent, you, you know, if you think about the good enough, you have the good enough feeling, right? I am not good enough as a human. And you have a kiddo that you are working your butt off to pay your bills, especially the single moms out there. Like you're you're paying all the bills. You are, you know, bringing them to all of their practices your your whole life. Revolves around this kid and they just hate you. You know, like that, it, it, it just pings so hard. Like, it must be me. It must be me. Because everyone in my life, my whole life, it's been me. And for the parents that are feeling that way, I really, really encourage you please give our office a call because that is you taking care of you. And I work with so many moms that are like, I don't have the time for I was time for that. My kids come first. No, this is putting your kids first. You working on managing your own emotions, you working on regulating yourself and working through your stuff is going to make you a better mom. It's going to make you a better wife. It's going to make you a happier person and, you know, a, a more calm and centered person. And that's what our kids need. Our kids need a parent who is calm, consistent, and there for them. And you taking care of you is essential in that process. And so many of us moms, especially out here on the island, guys. There are so many people that are working multiple jobs to pay their bills. Um, And it's hard to prioritize, you know, family time outside of the practices and the rehearsals and all of the activities that you have to do. And you know, thinking about taking care of you is like there's not a not a chance in hack I could fit that on my schedule. But I'm here to tell you it's important. You gotta put your mask on first. We are super passionate, guys, about changing this new generation, breaking the chains of intergenerational trauma. And that starts with you. All those mom and dads out there, that starts with you. You've been listening to Good Enough at Jamie Fulmore, and I want to remind you that you are good enough.
0: Thank you for listening to Good Enough with the Trauma Therapist. We appreciate you listening. While our host may provide some personal and professional advice, we want to remind you that this show is for entertainment purposes only. Each individual situation is unique, and Good Enough is not a substitute for mental health treatment. If you need a therapist and are located in New York, or Missouri, feel free to reach out to us at liendr.com or brave-mo.com.